Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show with your host, Jason Brown, where each week Jason teaches you how to get yourself and your clients brutally strong and, of course, well conditioned. What's up, everyone? Jason here for another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned. Thank you for joining me back. Today's episode is about full body training, how I program full body training, and to give you guys kind of a breakdown on what that looks like from last show uh, and as well as some of the Instagram posts that I've done uh, leading up till now, there's been a lot of questions about switching uh, from my own personal training from conjugate to a full body split. A lot of people want to know why. A lot of people want to know, um, you know, are you still, does it still have a conjugate element to it? Can you do conjugate with full body training? Um, so I figured rather than, you know, answering those questions individually, and some of them I, I haven't answered, you can go on the actual post on Instagram and, and check that out. But I figured it um, warranted a full show where we could discuss some of the stuff, break it down and give you guys kind of a better idea of of uh, how this looks and, and, you know, how I do it. Now, I want to preface this by saying that there's no rules, right? You can do whatever you want. You guys can program however you want, whatever you see is fit for your own style. My style is probably not your style. Um, I'm very, very particular with how I program things and, and how I structure a day. I'm also very particular in, with how many exercises I use. So, you know, to say that, you know, could, can you do full body and use a conjugate split? You certainly can. I've done it. I didn't love it though. And the reason I didn't love it is because I felt like I was trying to cram so much into three days of training. So let's just take a step back and I, I just want to break this down of what full body means to me, how I program it, what it's going to look like in my new training subscription Evolve, just so you guys have some framework and understand where we're starting with. Because in theory, you don't have to do it the way I'm doing it. I'm doing it a, a very specific way for specific reasons, which I'm going to talk about. Um, you could do it another way. I'm sure there are plenty of people that do it other ways and are successful. Um, my way is certainly not the only way, and I will never be one to claim that it is. This is a way that works very well for me. I am thinking it's going to work very well for the people uh, that will be using it. Now, I do see a lot of people that use Team CXC that would likely be a better fit for this. That is part of the motivation to start this. Um, so let's just take a step back. Uh, over the last year for myself, there has been various moments where I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like setting up bands and chains. I don't feel like doing a 5RM. I don't feel like doing dynamic effort. I don't feel like doing four days of strength training. I want more conditioning. So those are the things that have just kind of resonated with me. I I've, I can't avoid these these things that I'm hearing from my own body. And when you get to a point where you're not motivated to do specific things, it makes training more of a challenge. It makes it um, a lot easier to, you know, to not stay with the plan. I found myself going a lot of times outside of my own programming. I wouldn't stick to the same thing for very long periods of time. And I would be constantly experimenting and I would use the excuse, well, I'm a coach, I need to find the best way, I need to experiment, yada, yada, yada. I know that we do that and that's certainly something that you should do. I'm not saying you shouldn't experiment, but I, in a way, just do myself a disservice by not being able to stick with the same thing for a longer stretch of time. So after finally getting to that point, I went back and forth. I was doing uh, full body. It was, you know, last fall, I was doing full body uh, conjugate. I did a few posts actually on full body conjugate, which, uh, you know, if you wanted to, you could you could scroll back and find that post. Um, but needless to say, I kept kind of going back and forth. 
And the thing that kept pulling me back to conjugate was that it's familiar to me. I en- I generally enjoy it. Um, I you know I've certainly come to the place where I enjoy more of a stripped down approach where there's less specialty equipment, less you know accommodating resistance, so on and so forth. But I kind of, kind of found myself going back and forth and trying to like put a square peg in a round hole. And you know for me it would be like okay, well let's just do a modified conjugate split that's three times per week. We do a lower, an upper, and a full body day. And I, I just never really loved that because I wanted to prioritize conditioning. That was kind of a, a thing for me. But I also wanted the freedom of the weekend. Um, a lot of times I go out in my yard. I've got 13 acres of land. I've got a tractor. I go out and I do things. I, you know, split wood. I, I chop trees down. I, uh, um, you know, burning brush, whatever the case may be. I'm doing something. I'm active. I'm getting sometimes 20,000 20, steps um, just by being out in my yard for an entire day. So I wanted to be able to incorporate that a little bit easier, more easily. And with a conjugate slip split being more rigid, I just didn't love the fact that I had to skip one of my main sessions. Um, so that certainly was, uh, you know, kind of a catalyst for, for making the switch. Now, again, I went back and forth and I kept finding that, you know, you just can't do both, right? And someone just actually asked um, in one of the posts I did, well, why couldn't you do this? Well, you can. You can do max effort. You can do repeated effort. I am doing a lot of those things, um, a lot of different strength methods, even with a full body split. But I am not bound to trying to get in specific things that are more unique to that system. There's a lot more play. There's a lot more room to kind of do what you want and make it your own. Now, I don't have the priorities that I used to. And, you know, training explosively using the dynamic effort method. I still use some form of it. I, I don't lift heavy in all of my full body sessions. I, I will lift with some moderate loads, more speed strength work, if you will, but it's not as rigid as it would be with a typical, you know, my CXC split. Now, CXC is for someone that has six days a week to train. I, at this stage, do not have six days a week to train. And I often, every time I get on these podcasts and I say like, I almost feel bad saying I don't have six days a week to train because I have a home gym, right? I should be able to get out there. It's just not that easy. And if those of you that have kids and more than one kid, I would say, you know, two, three, four kids, it's very hard. I just feel like I want the freedom to do what I want on the weekend. I want to be able to go work in my yard for six hours. I want to be able to go, um, you know, this this past weekend, we we drove up north. I live in New Hampshire. We drove up north. We went to the ice castles. It took up our entire day on Saturday. I knew that, you know, if I had to do a training session, I'd have that in the back of my mind. And I don't want to try to fit things in when I don't need to. And lo and behold, this split for me just works better right now for my body. I feel better. I'm training the foundational movement patterns in all of my sessions, even my conditioning sessions, which I'll get to in a second. Um, So I generally just feel better. Like I'm moving more, I'm opened up. I'm not as tight or stiff. Um, I do sit for, you know, the large majority of my work week, I'm sitting. So being able to open up, get into, you know, doing single leg work on a really consistent basis, not just a few times a week, I'm doing it, you know, in almost in every single session, there's some single leg component. It just allows me to feel better. And because I'm not training with just balls to the wall, volume and intensity um, on one, any given exercise, I am not as sore and I am able to recover better. So right now the split just works better for me because of those things. Now, I find for myself having a higher training age, I've been training for a very long time. I'm 40 years old. I 
you know, I've been seriously training since I was in seventh or eighth grade. I worked with a strength and conditioning coach um, at a very young age. And even before that, you know, I would go to the gym with my mother who was a powerlifter. So, you know, I've been, I've been in the trenches a really long time. I've got some bumps and bruises. I've done a lot of, of the wrong things. I've done, you know, exercises with poor technique and hurt myself. Uh, so, you know, at this stage, it just makes more sense. I feel better. Um, I feel like I'm actually in seeing improvements in body composition as well. And I would attribute that more to just the recoverability aspect of it. Um, I do feel like I'm getting more from each session. So, you know, just to kind of backtrack here, there are these points in your life where you just have to be receptive and you can't be bound to one way of doing things because it's what's comfortable to you. And I, you know, have made a lot of my career talking about the conjugate system. I still think it's a phenomenal way to train, not to say that, you know, I wouldn't train that way again. I probably will. But I think that the way that you are training in your 20s, 30s might not be the same way that you train for the rest of your life. Now, a lot of people that I see that are using CXE, even like Coach Jared, you guys have probably seen, he's you know a really strong guy. He's one of our coaches on Team CXE. He has been using the conjugate system for a lot less time. You know, we're, we're talking less than 10 years. Um, so he's got a lot in the tank. He doesn't have any any real, you know, serious injuries or anything that would prevent him from doing one particular movement. So you just have to really look at it as a case by case. If you're someone like me, you have a higher training age, you've got the bumps and bruises, maybe you're sitting all day, maybe you just want that flexibility piece where you don't have to train uh, on the weekend, then this would be a better way for you to train. I would say anyone in their 40s to 50s, you know, older, let's just say 40 plus, probably a better fit for full body training. Um, now, if I look at my one-on-one -on -one clients, which I've done various times, most people that come to me are a better fit for full body training. So if I was just to like put everyone into the same bucket and say, what is the, like the greater good for the greater number, full body training would be it. Conjugate is very specific and it's very rigid. Um, but it works phenomenally. If you if you know how to train, you know how to set up, um, you know, to, to get into the workouts and be able to, you know, not have to spend all day setting up any one particular movement, then it's a phenomenal way to train. Uh, but I do think that, you know, the rigidity, some people just don't want to do that stuff anymore. I know, you know, me in particular, as well as my wife, we just don't want to be setting up. And not that it takes me super long. Obviously, I'm well-versed in the system. I know how to set up anything I need to set up. I Something that even takes me two minutes, I find myself not wanting to do. I'd rather just front squat rather than do front squat with bands. Um, and again, you know, there are tremendous benefits to using accommodating base resistance. Um, but I just have to consider my own psychology and put that above the actual benefits and adaptations that would occur if I did you know, do a dynamic effort wave or, or whatever the case may be. So these are all things to consider. I think the psychology piece is one of those understated things that is just very, very important. And we have to um, you know, put that into consideration when we are programming for anyone. Now, to break this down, what this looks like, there is, I use three full body strength days, okay? And those are done on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, if someone can only train two days, they can still get a good bang for the buck because we are using full body sessions. And this is the, the beauty of this plan. Because it is less rigid and because you're using full body sessions, let's just say you have an off week and you can only train two days, you're still going to get a good bang for the buck. Whereas, you know, if you're using a conjugate system, you know, you might miss out on a lot. You might not even train, you know, many of the foundational movement patterns as, um, you know, in comparison to a full body split, you're going to be training those in every session. So there is 
really some advantages too if your schedule becomes more fixed and maybe um, you're not able to get in the gym as often as you'd like, then that kind of, again, lends more credibility to a full body split. So again, those three full body sessions are on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I typically set it up where there's five exercises and there's still a main lift. My main lifts focus on the squat pattern on Monday, a press pattern on Wednesday, and a hinge pattern on Friday. Now, you can cycle in whatever you want. You could do a hinge pattern on Monday. You could do a different pressing or an upper pull pattern on Wednesday, and then uh, a different squat variation on Friday. So just uh, giving you guys a basic structure here, just know that there is some variability. I actually just ran three weeks of doing a uh, squat pattern on Monday, and then the second three weeks, I'm on a hinge pattern. I'm using a trap bar deadlift variation. So um, there is certainly some variability to that. And then how you decide what methods to use really is up to you. You could use cluster sets. You could use submaximal effort method. You could use wave loading. You could use just, you know, maybe just some straight sets where you go based off of RPE, based off how you're feeling. So it's more of a, a auto-regulation style of training, which I really like with this. Um, so I might have someone do three sets of five, and it might be at an RPE of eight. And it's three sets of five with that work weight. So they're taking three or four sets just to build to that weight, which will likely be around, you know, let's say 80% of their one rep max if we're doing a front squat. Um, and you can wave that across three weeks or four weeks if you want to and, and add intensity in each uh, upcoming week. And of course, there are other directions you could go. So you can utilize whatever methods you want. Now, I usually start the day with two accessory exercises, again, upper and lower, and that is a good primer for what we're doing. I use a warm-up sequence that's more full-body oriented as well. So there are a lot of things that get us prepared. Now, I find that after two accessory movements, so let's just, I'll give you an example day. Let's say we were, uh, Monday was a squat emphasis, was our main lift. Um, let's say that, say that we're starting off with a pull-up variation and a glute ham raise or an RDL variation. Those are our, our, our two accessory movements. And then our main pattern is our front squat. And then we finish with two more accessory patterns. Okay. And, and again, the day would encompass all of the foundational movement patterns. So our squat, our hip hinge, our lunge, our push, and our pull. Now a carry variation, I tend to utilize those more on a conditioning day, um, but you could certainly put them in there if you wanted to. Now, the way I do this is again, very specific to my own style of programming. You might go about it a different way. So know that, you know, if you're having a question like, well, can I do it this way? Yes, you just need to make sure that one, you always follow good exercise selection, you follow good exercise order, and you have the proper sets, reps, and rest intervals. All right. And that's certainly a, a conversation we could have on another day that's you know, certainly a more of a uh, lengthy conversation because it could vary depending on how you um, are selecting your patterns. But needless to say, that is the basic structure. Now, my conditioning work, we still utilize zone two work. We still utilize some mixed modality uh, work. We use a lot of kettlebells. Um, so some, some kettlebell work followed by some zone two work is typically how the conditioning sessions look. And again, those are going to encompass the foundational movement patterns as well. So you know, on a very lighter scale, we're not going to be uh, going super heavy with that work. It's going to be more moving and breathing for, um, you know, 20 minutes maybe of kettlebell work and then another 20 minutes of zone two cyclical work. That's just a basic idea of what that looks like. 
And of course, you know, anytime I have this conversation, you know, there there are lots of different nuances that could make or break how that goes. You might program something that's super heavy for your kettlebell work, and it might bleed into some of your full body work. So know that those two, those two things certainly need to communicate, right? You can't, you know, have someone hinging super heavy on Monday and then do heavy Russian swings on Tuesday. It just wouldn't make sense. There's a lot of interference. There is also um, just the, the basic soreness that exists when we do a lot of that work. So those are things that need to be taken into consideration. So long story short, you can structure this a number of ways, but how I do it is we have those five days, Monday through Friday, which are kind of more of the mandatory days. So t- three full body sessions, two mixed modality um, that ends with some zone two cyclical work, uh, conditioning session. And then Saturday is more of that optional, uh, conditioning piece. Okay. And usually how I am structuring that is it's going to be more strongman style endurance, sled pull, sled push, loaded carry. And that's going to open up more towards the summer months. And, you know, again, people are able to get outside more, um, you know, and obviously I work with people that work, uh, you know, that live all over the globe. So they have, they might live in Florida and they can train outside year round. That's obviously not the case for everyone though. So that needs to be taken into consideration, even when I'm writing a program for the masses. So utilizing some of that work is a good way to kind of end the week because, you know, not a ton of uh, loading. It's going to be a little bit easier to recover from if you're doing it at steady state for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, it's it's really fun. It's fun work. It's a, it's a great way that um, you can utilize some form of aerobic conditioning, but do it in a way that's not super monotonous. It has a strength value. It has a posture value. It has a grip strength value. Um, it has a, a strength endurance value, but without loading uh, our system, there's not a ton of axial loading. Now, unless you're doing a heavy yoke carry, that's a different story, but most people are not doing heavy yoke carries. They're doing a farmer carry variation. They're doing a sled pull or push variation, maybe an odd object. Um, you know, you could, of course, mix other things into that if you wanted to. Maybe you didn't have uh, the option to push or pull a sled, and maybe you mixed in some cyclical work like an air bike sprint. So a lot of different ways to go with that. But overall, know that this is the structure that I use. I found to be effective. I've experimented with various forms of this. Now, for my one-on-one clients, I have essentially three forms of full-body training, and they all build on each other. Um, and, you know, we can't talk about that on this show. We, that would be, it would take me a really long time to go through each of those, but know that each one essentially has a progression. So I might start someone off a certain way and I might end them a certain way. Now, the way I just mentioned is the harder of my full body progressions. Um, and, and I'm using this on evolve, assuming that people are well-versed in the foundational movement patterns. Um, there are a lot of assumptions that we make and we make that clear with, with who this is for in terms of what does your technique or your, or your, um, what is it, your skill level, it has to be at a certain uh, place to be able to do utilize this training. So this certainly is the harder of the variations. Having that main lift be in the middle of the session where you can put all of your energy and focus on just that one main movement is changes the dynamics of the session. It does make it quite a bit harder as opposed to maybe you're just doing um, six exercises done in a superset fashion. So Again, this is the way that I do it. I found it to be very effective. I love um, how this has gone for myself. I'm really enjoying the training. Um, and you know, I think, again, a lot of people are the right fit for this. If you meet any of that criteria where you know, you're 40 plus, you've got, you need a little bit more flexibility with your schedule. Um, you know, and again, maybe a week pops up where you can only train two or three times. You're not going to feel bad knowing that 
you missed kind of the crux of the training. With a conjugate system, you would miss a lot. If you skipped two or three of the sessions, you're going to miss you know, a big piece, a big portion of that. Now, if you do that one week, is it going to make a difference? Probably not. But if you're doing that repeatedly, then it's probably not the right form of training for you. And that's one of the major things I've seen from a lot of people. The question invariably comes down to, well, what if I can only train these days? Or what if I can only train so many days per week? What do I do? And my answer is kind of always the same. But, you know, the best the best answer is being on a, a program that matches you. And obviously, if you work with me one-on-one, I can do that. I can write you a program specifically for you. But if you're on you know, Team CXE or Team Evolve, that's 27 bucks a month, it's not written specifically for you, but it's written in a way that we know that on CXE, we expect people to train six days per week. On Evolve, again, there's a lot more room for freedom. So it gives you the freedom to um, still make gains and still do what you need to do, but not be in such a rigid form of training. Anyways, guys, hope that helps. Uh, check out my last show if you haven't. If you are listening to this show and you haven't listened uh, to the last one, it might be worth checking it out. I've done several posts on IG that are definitely worth checking out. And we are going to launch Team Evolve on April 2nd. Uh, so it's Sunday, April 2nd, and the training will officially start that Monday on April 3rd. So stay tuned for that, and I'll see you on the next show. This was another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. And be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms. 